everybody, and welcome to Oh Snap, an MCU podcast. This one covering Falcon and the Winter Soldier season one, episode three, titled Power Broker. I'm the host, Mike Marbach. Today, I'm joined by Marcelie Jean-Pierre. Oh, snap. And Katie Swerko. Hi. Uh, Rob Alessiani. Hello. <laughs> Michael Henley. Hello. So first thing we're going to chat about is uh, the new trailer that dropped for Loki, the new uh, series coming to Disney+. Plus. So we all just watched it. What are your thoughts, Rob? This will lead into my impressions of this episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, but this makes me very excited because it has all the things I like, which is... Um, <laughs> it Terry has Gil- everything. <laughs> it has everything. <laughs> Terry Gilliam-esque bureaucracy, uh, bureaucracy mm-hmm. uh, mixed with weird fantasy being treated as if it's mundane. I'm, I'm, I'm super intrigued by like alternate reality stuff and time travel. This, this series has everything that I'm looking for in a series right now. So I'm very excited. Cool. Marceline. I, I agree with everything Rob said. It looks, it looks very much um, like something I would be into, I guess, based off of this, this trailer, I've seen the other trailers before and um they were pretty much, you know, standard, like what I would expect. It was nothing surprising, I would say that much. But yeah. uh, just watching the the trailer, it it just seems like so much bigger. Like the world that they've created um, is just even bigger than I had imagined. Uh, so when I saw this trailer, yeah, I also got really excited, and I'm looking forward to it more than I, I was uh, about ten minutes ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, world and time, uh, alternate realities. Yeah, there's it's much more expansive than anything we've seen, even counting WandaVision, uh, as far as the different ways in which they're coming at at the show. Uh, Michael? Yeah, no, I agree with everything. This looks super fun. Uh, it's got a really cool visual look that I really like. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to second what Rob said about like the the mix of Gilliam-esque bur- bureaucracy with the fantasy elements and all like that. That is totally my jam. Uh, so I'm in on this. And I think, you know, just judging by the trailer alone too, like, I miss Tom Hiddleston in this role, like definitely, like the, the two seconds in the end game was not enough for me. I, I think that already I see like what a good foil they're doing here by his like slowly mounting exasperation basically, like because putting Loki in an uncomfortable position is always fun, but the way they're mirroring that against Owen Wilson's just kind of like seen it all, you know, like whatever, like, uh, yeah, I'm just humoring you. Like kind of, that looks like a really fun combination to me. Yeah. yeah, I'm super yeah. excited to see. I feel like this is one of the first things Owen Wilson's first big thing he's done since he kind of had his little, he was dealing with some mental health issues. And that. this mm-hmm. is the first big thing that I remember him being in. I might be missing something huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the most notable uh, and the thing that I think most people will recognize just as you yeah. did as his, his, his first I really like thing. I really like Owen Wilson. I'm excited yeah. to see him back in something same uh he's probably the thing i'm most excited about in this uh in this series because wow you know (laughs) i get to talk about owen wilson a lot uh katie i'm really excited for the show uh watching the trailer like two minutes ago there was a lot of like what felt like ooh, what's that and ooh, (laughs) what's that it's like it's like oh cool now it's it's kind of what happened with wandavision where it's like oh we're taking these like these things you haven't seen before yeah and like i was like oh what are all those why are there so many faces in those statues and was mm-hmm. one of them thanos like yeah. that's kind of fun i like the conceit of it so far of just like you know loki's got to solve this big problem but he's gonna do it like with the exasperation of a kid you asked to like <laughs> just pick up your toys please because like aunt yeah. stacy's coming over <laughs> like oh i guess yeah uh that was one really fun thing in the trailer for for me is when paraphrasing on wilson he says something along the lines of uh you have betrayed everybody at every turn given multiple chances and you keep fucking people over yeah well not not this time <laughs> you know, I, won't, I won't do it again i promise <laughs> yeah uh super fun uh so that is out in june yeah loki's out in june looking forward to that we'll figure out what we're doing in the meantime um because gotta do something all right uh so falcon and the winter soldier season one episode three power broker uh i want to hear some first impressions katie my first impression is that i don't really care about (laughs) this show as much as i did at the beginning because i felt like 
the first episode is like oh we're laying out some interesting things this is really cool and um you know they in the second episode when they go to baltimore that's also really interesting and now it's like i guess we got to go find the the super super nazi and get go to a city that's like blade runner and it's like it just feels like everything's I just don't I just don't care and it's it's tough I'm trying to care so hard and it's it's really shaving away at that at that it seems like it's tearing you up that you don't care (laughs) (laughs) like it's upsetting you like I want to care like well that's the thing it's like I want to care and like I'm I'm trying I'm trying so hard to like watch it but Mm. it's just like okay okay I feel like you could you could gauge a show's effectiveness based on how many times the viewers check their phones just like mm-hmm. mindlessly. And I was on my phone a lot. This this, episode, this episode of this show had a pretty high level of let's just mindlessly scroll while we're watching. <laughs> yeah, listen in the background. Sure. Yeah. Okay, Michael. Well, I was really worried that I was going to be the lone person who's just like, oh, I just don't know about this. And then I'm going to match Katie's energy entirely here because <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I didn't hate this episode, but like, it just felt very kind of standard issue kind of stuff. And I think mm-hmm. it, it, it feels based on a lot of choices and a lot of things that happen that like, I get, it's not that the episode doesn't explain why they happen, but there's still this overriding feeling of like, well, and then this happens because reasons, and then this happens because reasons, and there, there's a big one that we'll get to right from the start, basically, and then it, everything kind of snowballs from there, but like, yeah, I just, I, I'm not feeling much urgency from this, and I think that's a problem given some of the choices that some of these people make, like, I don't mm-hmm. get that they're desperate enough to do some of the things that they're doing, and it just has this weird kind of, like, laid-back kind of uh, hangout energy, even though, like, they keep telling us that, like, terrible things are about to happen and it's, and it's a weird it's a weird vibe it's a weird mix so I, I i i thought it was good looking i thought it was you know continually they 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 make it look just like a marvel movie so like that's that that's cool but yeah i thought this episode had a lot of stuff in it but it it felt kind of like shapeless to me marcely yeah i i liked the episode kind of but it's um for me it was my least uh, favorite of the three um so far um I felt like I don't I don't know if I like humor as Zemo like I don't know if I like <laughs> light-hearted making jokes it just doesn't seem like the same character to me I was interested to see what the what actual Zemo from the movies was gonna do in this uh or what he was gonna add to this dynamic I I just for some reason it, I didn't really connect with his character or with um the buddy buddy nature of the dynamic of the three of them uh yeah it just it just just didn't really hit me like that so zemo is like one of those characters that i thought was going to be very much like loki um and i thought that in this episode he was going to be very much loki-ish like you know uh and and he had some elements of it but um not as much as i i really wanted him to be i thought he would be a lot more serious and a lot more grounded um, and that kind of stood out to me as something that just, you know, didn't, didn't land well, but, um, I did like the reveal at the end. That's something that I wasn't expecting at all. Um, mm-hmm. with, but, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with that. But at the same time, uh, just to kind of echo some of the things that were said already, uh, I, I don't necessarily feel the sense of urgency and just last thing, I don't care for this flag smashers much at all. <laughs> oh my god! Like I don't villains. really care for the main villains. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of my villains equally. <laughs> I don't care for flag smashers. Uh, Rob, anything you want to? Uh... The only thing that I, the only thing I think I, I agree with everything. So the only thing I think I can add that might be um, where my perspective is coming from. Correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody who knows more about the show, I think they had to adjust storylines pretty dramatically because of COVID. Mm. Yeah. and I think what I've heard is originally there was a pandemic storyline that they just scrapped. And Mm. I think in this episode, and I think there might be some elements of like a lot of stuff was shot before that was scrapped and then rewritten and some stuff was reshot. I think this episode, I felt that the most where 
what I'm what I'm feeling mostly three episodes into this series is I don't know what it's about. I don't yeah. know if it's about is this about who will replace Cap? I think I think by the end of it, it will be like who's going to replace Cap? Is it going to be the Falcon or is it going to be the Winter Soldier? Some combination of both. But then they have all these other stuff like like. I don't know why the Flag Smashers are scary yet. Like, okay, they're super soldiers. I get that that can, you can do a lot of damage, but like, I think in losing what I believe was a pretty big pandemic thing where the Flag Smashers were either causing it to spread further or preventing or destroying a vaccine possibility. Like, I can see why you don't necessarily want to put that storyline out during a global pandemic, but I'd care more about it uh, than what we have here, which is basically like, we have flag smashers who have a serum and they want more of the serum and nobody else can have the serum. And everyone's supposed to <laughs> hey, think that's a stop really- Stop saying serum in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm, I'm just, I'm still not quite sure what this show is about. And it's felt like three different shows each episode. So I'm, I'm, I'm still gonna watch it. I'm still excited <laughs> that new episodes will come out. I'm very, I, I'm happy that it's six episodes. I went from being like, ah, oh, six episodes to like, cool, six <laughs> episodes, a clean out. Um, and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll get more into the details. Yeah, I'm glad you're going to continue watching it because that would make for- It'd be hard to do a podcast. Issues. Yeah, it'd be, yeah. Like, be some, uh, some issues with that. It'd be mostly um, me going, well, what happened guys? Oh, wow, that's yeah. crazy. Oh, I love that scene. It's just you agreeing <laughs> with everybody. Yeah. Um, I- I enjoy the show, but I also agree with everything that's being said. I think I did read that the definitely impacted by COVID uh, and you can even tell uh, in this episode with different editing, editing mm -hmm. points. And from my understanding, they were not making things worse. They were stealing the vaccine to kind of distribute because the, the whole thing is that they yeah. are against their, their, the GRC is only taking care, seemingly only taking care of the people that have reappeared, not the people that have been left behind. Um, so they're trying to, to do that. Uh, and they talk Got about it in this episode a little bit, uh, battles, is that his name? Battlestar? Battlestar. Um, Battlestar brings it up saying like, she's out there taking care of people and that's going to, uh, create a lot of, a lot of loyalty. Um, so, and they call her, call them Robin Hood, uh, at one point. So they're, if they stole this vaccine from the power broker, I'm guessing that was, that person controlling everything and limiting who can actually get the vaccine. But that um, isn't the storyline now. Doesn't seem like that's the storyline now. That, the storyline <laughs> now is they stole super soldier serum and that's where it's getting weird because if you, if you were, sorry, continue. I'm, I'm fine. I, I think that <laughs> okay, I would have been uh, okay with the COVID storyline. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. why, why did they feel the need to change everything? Yeah. They because I, I bet you they made the decision back when I bet you if they could have looked a year in the future when they first made the decision to adjust things that when they when they shut down principal photography with like three weeks left in it from what I've read they were like okay we don't know how bad this is going to be we need to start rewriting now and get prepared to whatever corner of the globe we can shoot in safely we're going to get there quickly because you know we want to get this out but uh so they probably made all those changes, rewrote it, did the whole thing. And then now I bet you they were like, yeah, releasing it in the spring of 2021 after an actual vaccine's been deployed. We yeah. probably, I would have rather see a fictionalized pandemic storyline than any kind of like, let's mm -hmm. tell the story of COVID right now. Right. You know? yeah, yeah, but I think, like, I agree that like they, knowing what we know now, mm -hmm it would be like, yeah, I think we'd be okay to like watch that. But like, if we're talking like this time last oh, 100%. year, it, right. it makes complete sense. They're like, we 100%. are scrapping yeah. it. Like, yeah. Yeah. like throw it in the trash. Yeah. Like, they had to make a very quick decision that would then be like in stone. You know, yep. they're like, get these rewritten. Uh, yeah. and, and I totally understand their decision-making process last time. That's why it's like, if they could have seen the future, they might have yeah. stayed the course, but a hundred percent, you or can't. They, or they might have. Uh, we could have. It, but, but tweaked it in a way where it doesn't oh, feel like. For sure. We're just watching a yeah, like you said, like a yeah. COVID. Play because by play. like one weird variant happens last spring, and it's like, oh, the snap actually happened. It was just a virus, you know. And then they, you know, and then 
we're not worried about Marvel movies anymore. We're worried about <laughs> roving bands of warlords. Yeah. Right. Um, let's just uh, use this to slide right into the Flag Smasher stuff uh, within the actual storyline that's being told. Uh, so what are your thoughts on how that was handled within this episode? I don't think I'm clear on stuff. Like, I think specifically, like they mentioned in the first episode, you know, like what the, I mean, the Flag Smashers, like they, you know, want a world without boundaries, without all that kind of stuff. And like, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm getting more and more kind of just like, they seem fine. They don't necessarily seem like villains per se, basically, like the way they're acting. And like, it just, it, it's not, I'm not sure what the angle is. I don't think I, I, I don't think I'm, I think I'm lost basically on how I'm supposed to be reading these scenes, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This also feels like a situation where because it's so specifically located in like Germany right now, if I was like a person in America, it would be like the the normal equivalent would be like there, well, there's this group that's kind of growing in Greece and it's like, well, you know, that's really, that sucks. And I hope nothing comes of it, but I'm not really going to worry about yeah. it right now. Well, that happened like, literally in Greece yeah, when, that's what I'm when their whole like, banking system collapsed. Yeah, and we're yeah, like, right. oh, did you hear Greece's banking system collapsed? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I got to go to Arby's. Like, yeah. you know, like, like there's an, it, it definitely feels detached. Yeah, yeah. where it's like, why, why would anyone be worried about like 20 people? like in masks just kind of running around this very tiny part of germany it's like okay yeah. i i can go to new orleans and also see that like yeah and they're so jolly there and they're so and it's a different <laughs> i vibe, think but. i think this is a huge i think this is exactly the problem i have again i like this show and i will continue to watch it and i'm i'm can i'm sure that by the end of it i will think that was an entertaining and worthy view but i think what's happening is certain they couldn't scrap everything, right? When they made these changes, they had to use kind of what they had as much as they could or else this would have been so over budget, they would have just canned it. Um, So I think this is an example of like certain things that had to stay just aren't congruent with the changes that were made. So we're kind of left with this thing of like, why does everyone care so much about what the Flag Smash are doing? It doesn't seem, they seem like kind of low level terrorist robin hoodie kind of people why are Mm -hmm. we sending like if this is the new captain america we're sending like the best we have to offer the Mm -hmm. theoretically the leader of the avengers they haven't really answered that question like how he fits in with the rest but it seems very much like i don't know what this show wants me to care about or like what the main plot i don't care about the power broker and i i feel like the show wants me to care the most about like, who's the power broker? And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> I want to see what happens with the Falcon and his bank loan. That's the thing I care <laughs> yeah. about the most. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I think, you know, with, without jumping to the second part of the episode where we're talking about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I also think too, it's like, I don't really get a sense from either, like, but don't get me wrong. Like, like both Bucky and and Sam are definitely going through stuff. But in terms of like, how they feel about like what they're doing or who these people are, or like, you know, like I, I, I'm not really kind of getting a sense from that. So like, there's mm-hmm. no, I don't, I feel like there's no personal stakes to what they're doing. Yeah. The, the, the most Sam was like concerned about was just like things happening to him that were incredibly low stakes. Like the suit he was wearing, mm-hmm. he was just like, I don't like this suit. Cause I stand mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I have to run in, in, in boots, in boots with heels. And oh no, I have to drink this gross uh, snake. Snork drawers. <laughs> Snork drawers. Like, oh no. <laughs> like that kind of, like, you know, it just felt like all these, it feels like these are worries of problems who have nothing else going on. Like these are worries of people who have nothing else going on where like these people have very much a lot of personal shit going on. Sure. In terms of just this, the flag smasher stuff, um, I think... And the switching of the the storyline probably does um, explain it, but I feel like this episode was supposed to make us care about them. Yeah, but it it just didn't hit. Uh, the the woman who died, uh, I feel like she was supposed to pro- probably we we're supposed to care that she died, or we we're supposed to be impacted by it. But yeah, I don't I don't really have enough context of who she is, or even yeah to them, yeah. and. 
yeah, I, there's just not enough uh, pulling me into their storyline. I'll say that much. And their motivation, um, just yeah, just kind of leaves a few question marks for me. And and even just like their their tactics, their decisions uh, to give super serum to kids. <laughs> They're talking about giving the super serum to a bunch of kids. Um, hey, we all got that. <laughs> uh, Flintstone vitamins. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> so does that mean like the kids would age like really really slowly so like like they would does take them forever to be adult? yeah <laughs> um, they'd be like a generation of lost boys like from peter I, Pan. <laughs> i feel I like that. the thing with um mama what's her name the uh, the, Don, the donya donya yeah mama donya so what that felt like to me was yeah we were supposed to think this is really emotionally impactful we haven't met her yet right a hundred percent Right. So right. We, yeah. the first time we see her, she is a silent character that the main maybe antagonist is drawn to. And that to me felt like there had to have been a scene that established her more like lucid mm. and connected. Yes. yes. That yeah. was probably just saturated with pandemic stuff <laughs> that they were like, we got to lose all this. And well, the, the stuff about the vaccines makes perfect sense if that's what she is dying exactly. from, whatever that vaccine is for. Yep, right. Yeah. Um, it doesn't yeah. make yeah. sense that it's and even uh, the, 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 tuberculosis. The, yeah, and even the, the, the boxes in the truck looking back, like they were all marked like vaccine. So it's like, okay, they, they didn't want to go in and CGI that too. <laughs> super soldier serum. <laughs> Uh, oh no, they stole the super soldier truck. Yeah. And that was one of the editing things uh, throughout this episode yeah. that, that they changed because they always kind of like pulled away or cut away and then there was a voiceover thing. So when mm -hmm. they're talking to mm -hmm. uh, Nagel uh, and says that so-and-so died of uh, tuberculosis, um, there's it's, it, you can tell throughout this episode yeah. that, that the reshoots and whatnot are, are throughout the entire thing. Uh, Katie? Yeah. yeah, I was just saying like, if this was... If this was a like, it's like two things where it's like her, the impact of her dying is like, uh, if my, if Michael had told us that like his aunt's friend had died, where it's like, it's very sad. I'm very, very sorry for your aunt's loss, but like, it doesn't have any emotional impact mm -hmm. because I don't know your aunt's friend. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> But it's also that thing of like, if that, if that was a room full of people dying of that pandemic, why is she, why is she in that room? She's a super soldier. Does that mean she's in, oh, that means she, she can't get sick. Okay. Because sure. I was applying normal people rules to yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Because I think, I don't think like the super soldier serum wasn't a part of the original. I think they both occurred. I think they I, became yeah. super soldiers and also there was a yeah. pandemic. All right. So I do want to talk a little bit about what, um, a little bit more about what happened within the storyline that they did go with. Uh, so yeah, Carly saying goodbye to a mom figure yeah. <laughs> of some of some kind, uh, and we see that there's some, they they actually have merch. I don't know if they have a have a Netsy or what, but there's some flag <laughs> smasher merch, uh, which is pretty sweet. And I want it's at the table in the she's, lobby. She's got a, she's got a <laughs> yeah. uh, Carly's got a cricket machine that she's like seriously yeah. like printing out the hands. After the explosion, the uh, that's where they set up the table. That was us here by our by our uh, <laughs> sweet souvenirs. Uh, so Carly and another are scoping out a building. Have you thought about taking some time off to mourn? Uh, Carly wants to. Uh, she talks about wanting to be a professor of art or history or whatever. She talks about taking the serum that her felt felt her veins were on fire. Prayed it would uh, kill her, but she got through. And there's one thing here because they are tied to the power broker. That's where they're getting this super serum from. Uh, he's going to catch up with us is what the uh, the other guy says. And she says, that's not going to be a problem. Uh, Nagel was killed and we got the last of the serum. He's about to be, uh, he's about to come to us begging. A raid that's happening. They're stealing supplies from presumably the GRC, a supply warehouse, tying, tying people up. Carly has words with the soldiers before heading out. Uh, and dude is like, Carly, you're not going to take your car? No. Put on your seatbelt. Put on your fucking seatbelt. <laughs> Put it on. <laughs> Uh, and then kaplow, kaboom, and uh, she's killed these people, and that's the only language they understand. So that's what that was the entire thread with yeah. uh, with them. That was a huge escalation, right? Like 
mm-hmm. in this character because before that we seem like okay you're robbing resources and redistributing them cool on board yeah. um this was the first time there was actually like we can assume cold-blooded murder like probably someone died yeah. in that um the point was for people to die or the, the, the point was either for people to die or for property uh, re, a resource of the enemy to be rendered inert but in doing so if the point wasn't to kill people I, I think people probably shows like that if they want you to know that the person didn't kill anybody says they'll they'll throw in a line where it's like don't worry we did it at night so no one was there <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. to let us know like we're not super evil but yeah. yeah, that felt like a huge, again, it felt like a huge escalation that kind of, which normally would make me go, oh, shit. But this time it was like, huh, all right. I guess <laughs> yeah. she killed some people. That's weird. I don't know how to feel about this character because I don't, I don't know. Maybe I need more hand-holding than the show wants to give me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on? Then we move on. <laughs> Let's talk about the story that didn't happen a bit more. Um <laughs> The so what's going on with Walker and Battlestar and Bogus Captain? So what's happening with them is they are one step behind everybody, uh, every yeah. literally everybody, uh, and Walker is very quickly turning up the um, asshole off the books, yeah. uh, going rogue kind of vibes. He plays the "Do you know who I am?" card, which he does. Yeah. is always yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 He yeah. found the fa- he found the knob mark fascism and turned it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think he he's doing a great job. Like I think yes. you know, the, the actor. Oh, yeah, why Russell? Yeah, oh yeah, why Russell yep. fantastic at. Uh, he he already has the look, uh, but I think he's playing the character so good. Um, and yeah, I think he's he's bringing up every bit of every bit of emotion that uh, that we're supposed to be feeling. So yeah, he, I, he's effective. I was reading over the weekend. Apparently, White Russell was getting death threats. Apparently, because <laughs> of, of he is. <laughs> yeah, because Bernie of, Bruce. You know, oh my god. Yeah, you know, because he's fake Captain America, basically. Even though, like, I think he's playing the part to perfection, basically. And like, I mean, you know, I don't want to go down a whole thing, but like, there's a there's a whole like you know thing on the internet, you know, that has been for years of like getting really mad at actors because they're doing their job really well. It's like, oh, I hate your character. It's like, yeah, that's that's. That's the po- okay. Fine, you know. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. I I want more of this. Yeah. Like give yeah. me give me more of this like unraveling of this like Captain America that we've been like force fed. I want that. Like I don't. Honestly, what would have been more interesting to me is that if they had started peppering in the flag smasher stuff in this show where it's like a D plot and you're just like, you're starting to like see pepper. Like they're just like, ooh, we're starting to lay things out. And then it like comes, it has more impact to in, a the, movie or in a movie or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, yeah. now we get why this matters. Like I I really like this, like this, this plot line of like watching this man who who is the opposite of, cap in so many ways because he is very the ends justify the means it doesn't matter how they get this done it's just that they got it done where steve rogers was like no the means matter more than how it ends because i want to feel like we at least try to do the right thing to get this done Uh, and this episode felt uh i meant to say this in the uh first impressions but this episode felt like several different action movie cliches yep. smushed mm-hmm. together. Yep. Yes. You had the heist, you had mm-hmm. the John, w- essentially John Wick stuff happening in there, which I did see on Twitter. This was written by the guy yeah. who did the John Wick movie, so that checks out. Uh, and the agents, only though it's Captain America, but the FBI agents or whatever that are always one step behind. Yep. yep. Um, and the one that's kind of going rogue. Oh, we got to go off the books on on this kind of thing. So it, it was it was a little smushed. I enjoy. I like again. I said it at the top, but I, I I enjoyed the episode. But it is overlooking a lot of a lot of faults. Yeah, a lot of faults. Yeah. My last thing is that like the thing from last episode was like I know Captain America like Steve Rogers has used a gun before, but 
I thought it was really telling that like one of his first moves, this guy, one of his first moves in the last episode was to pull out a gun and just start like mm-hmm. yeah. pumping lead into people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. I think they're doing a really good job of showing clear moments of like, this man is the complete opposite of mm-hmm. what we kind of love about the sh- the person who carries that shield. Yeah. And he has not taken super soldier serum. That's confirmed yet. Yeah, I I, I think that that's one of the blurry things that will be revealed okay. uh, eventually. Um, yeah, my assumption is that both him and uh, Lamar both, you know, had some participation in, in some sort of serum because mm-hmm. his skill set seems a little bit too advanced to be just a regular human. Um, okay. Yeah, because when they were showing like the clips of uh, of the the new cap like really handling that that uh shield as if he he has like some super strength like mm-hmm. yeah it seemed like he had some speed and um and power behind him throwing it uh and even though sam does in like the trailer as well it, it just seems like a little bit different it just seems a little different to me so that that's one of the the nuggets that um that i'm interested in kind of seeing uh develop and and also the dynamic between uh battlestar and yes uh, and what is what's his name again? Walker. Walker, yeah, Walker. John, Johnny Walker. John. <laughs> Johnny Walker. I do agree with you that I think that he has pl- he has something's going on that's not like just normal feats of strength because I know Tab said a couple episodes ago that like you know the the shield kind of doesn't obey standard gra- laws of gravity, but the way he threw it, mm-hmm. like how much yeah. control he had of yeah. it, was like. I don't know if even like your kind of bog standard beefy boy could like throw it with that precision and also yeah. catch it and not go like, ah, oh, God, my arm hurts. Cause yeah, this, yeah. Like, thing. the only thing, the only reason I'm thinking that he might maybe not have like full super soldier yet is because I feel like that could be a place the plot's going where like that's where he really goes off the deep end. Yeah. Where like oh, okay. he yes. takes like, like he's got all these things that are just kind of part of him and he's got a very clear idea of like what what is worth safety and national security which is like a whole lot of gross shit and also incredibly athletic and and like a physical specimen uh incredibly coordinated timing is you know almost superhuman but when he takes the super soldier serum that's when he gets like he goes from just like kind of scary to like he's the villain yeah. and that shield needs to be wrestled from him yeah, yeah. Um, and he wants that I, I, he's just so insecure with everything uh, yeah. mm-hmm. he he oh he's he said he he feels like he he's uh, he's trying to say it publicly i'm not steve rogers yeah. but he's got everything that steve rogers uh had so he definitely wants that serum and uh-huh. he's he's going rogue he's going he's doing different things that uh, risk his position because he's trying to prove himself. He says at, uh, at the one point, um, do you think they're really going to care as long as we, we get results? Um, and the, one of the things I think is going to push him over the edge is the fact that, I, I don't remember if he learned this in the episode, but we learned that the CIA was involved in that, uh, that program. The guy who had come, uh, Nagel, worked with uh, the CIA, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't seem like Steve Rogers, or not, it's not Steve Rogers, Jesus. Um, John Walker oh. knew that was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if this is something that would really help him be the true next Captain America, uh, and they chose to keep it secret from him, that yeah. could be another mm-hmm. another issue. And maybe then he aligns with the uh, power broker. They make some sort of deal. That's uh, where I'm thinking mm-hmm. it might be yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. You and maybe there's him. some serum that got away uh from from that lab too yeah there's always serum that got away i feel like in this situation, <laughs> somebody stole the vial if i learned anything from ninja turtle <laughs> secret of the use <laughs> uh so this leads into sam bucky and zima which i think we can keep fairly fairly open they they have that uh serum which i believe was uh pulled out of isaiah yeah that mm-hmm. was what was implied for sure yeah yeah uh, what are your thoughts on the general Sam and Bucky stuff? We did. There's some things that popped up, bubbled up as we talked about the other uh, storylines oh, yeah, and, and storylines that they didn't go with. 
uh, and Sarah. Yeah, Sarah Carter. That was uh, that was one of two big uh, big. Or not Sarah. Sharon. 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 I was like, wait a minute. Sharon. That doesn't sound right. Like Sarah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sharon. Sharon Carter. And uh, yeah, that was one of. This was the big reveal that we kind of like knew was probably coming. Um, the reveal towards the end, which we'll get to, mm -hmm. was was less uh, was less known ahead of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this was a visually really cool. Uh, segment i didn't mind the zemo stuff i kind of um i kind of saw it as like a like maybe when you spend that much time behind bars you get a little sarcastic and you're just you know it, it did feel a little deus ex machina to be like oh yeah i did not tell you i'm very wealthy <laughs> mm -hmm. uh i liked marvel marvel evil alfred uh that was a cool <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Marvel's Evil Alfred was great. Um, yeah. yeah, it it um. I I like the idea that he's just been living on that plane yeah, just, the whole time, just waiting for. That's why the fridge is broken. Madripoor looked pretty good from what like cool. it's Madripoor. Marvel is one of those we is is weird compared to DC because dc all of the locales like the united states exists in dc but like the cities are all it's like metropolis and gotham mm -hmm. whereas in marvel a lot of the cities around the world are real cities but then they also have fictional cities and fictional yeah. countries like latvia which La speaking of uh, not latvia um what's where's dr doom from uh latveria something like that yeah mm -hmm. so I'm I I'm not I'm not not convinced that we're not going to see some kind of Doctor Doom thing, mm -hmm. which would be this series Mephisto. Um, <laughs> I feel like this series Mephisto is Zola. Yeah, yeah. could be. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So you got but, the Mephispros and the Zolots. <laughs> the Zolots. The um, the, but Madripoor looked like I imagined it would look on screen. I think this is the first time we've seen Madripoor on screen in MCU, which was like always kind of one of those. Like Wolverine had a really famous storyline where he had to kind of like get away from it all and take an alias and go to Madripoor. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's one of those cities where it's just like everyone's a everyone's a bounty hunter <laughs> like everyone yeah. in the entire city so mm -hmm. who are they hunting each other um and how did that get triggered they all have a push notification yeah, yeah. set that off so quickly There's an app. i don't know if anybody That's... watched uh westworld but it reminded me of this most uh recent uh season of westworld um, yeah because it was yeah. it was very it's, it's very similar like with the bounty hunters who um get like a notification on their their phone and like they just modernize pretty much like the the storyline um and i mean in terms of just like i i enjoyed the all of the action sequences i thought that they were really well done um yes. i thought that they made sharon look like a badass for real oh for yeah. sure mm -hmm. those those action sequences were so good um mm -hmm. You know, even Bucky, you know, throwing a pipe through somebody like all of that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I already said like you know, what I felt about the whole Zemo thing. I think that they did. I think they did a good job presenting what they probably wanted to. But I just felt like it it, it was so removed from the Zemo that we know. Um, yeah. And uh, it was just weird seeing him dance in a club, <laughs> like yeah. fist pumping and like it's mm -hmm. funny like it's well, funny and it's entertaining yeah. but it's just like it's it, okay. character. yeah well, well it, it's it's weird too because like when you think back to captain america civil war um like zemo definitely like they definitely set him out to like he's this kind of principled antagonist right like and he's doing this all for a very specific reason he has this very tragic backstory but he's also a murderer you know like he kills many people you know including in, including Black Panther's father, you know? So, so, so there's definitely blood on his hands. That's why he's in prison. But when they break him out of prison, you know, part of I think why this whole thing felt a little bit unconvincing to me is like both Bucky and Sam just kind of treat him as just kind of like, oh, it's like, oh, I got to bring my annoying brother along basically. Yeah, like, right. like they, they, they mentioned the logistics of just like, hey, it's kind of a big deal that we broke somebody out of prison, but like, it's not, doesn't feel specific to Zemo. And like, they're, they're basically, kind of treating him just like oh that's zemo oh what yeah. a it's like 
okay, uh, you know. It's like everyone's been to a bachelor party. Well, not everyone. Some people have been to a bachelor party <laughs> where like everyone's having a good time and no one's like really kind of being dumb. It's just like a nice, the the, the vibe is cool, but there's like, what, like the friend who's getting married has like a friend of like their, their brother brought one of their friends too. And that guy is a problem and is going to ruin the night for everyone at any yes. moment you're just like he's going to say something to somebody and we're going to fight <laughs> but like you yeah. kind of deal with it but it, it'd be like if that guy was also a terrorist <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you're like well why are you treating him just kind of like he's an like like yeah don't don't treat him with so like you're pretty buddy buddy with a guy who blew up like the united nations and, essentially yeah and yeah so like psychologically tortured you yeah you yeah. know like yeah you know it's it's that weird thing of like oh he's my abuser but we're very chill now hey that's called growth but like <laughs> but bucky <laughs> do you think bucky's therapist is, has been like all right so let's really do some role play you like need to confront your 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 hydra abuser <laughs> yeah like like he seemed for a guy who was two episodes ago very not in a great place mentally and could barely handle normal social situations very cool about yeah. like yeah. yeah no anxiety attacks came up when he saw zemo at all even no he's just like whatever like words god you like, saying that just reminded me of how many people have been introduced in this series that as of right now halfway through feel like oh they're not gonna be substantial like <laughs> the thing that made me mad because it, it ties into this when they're all they're meeting with the bar owner who selby yeah um is that the is that the it was selby who is which one was the that? bar owner who got shot when they're like when she the she's like, yeah the other so who is like, oh, sam who is he <laughs> but um but so put your own so, speaker like i will be very angry if that whole character of his sister in Louisiana and their whole thing, if that was just set up so that she could call him at an inopportune moment and kind of blow up his whole spot, that I'm like- You don't think we're deserved, gonna know what happens with his boat? More than that. that was so cool. Yeah, yeah. And you... and like, and and the girl at the sushi bar and 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 Mr. Um, oh, yeah. the, the guy that was on his list of amends. And Nakajima. there's all these people that I'm like, okay, you got three episodes now and you've set up a whole lot of just main plot stuff, but you have all these, you have a toy box Much full more. of characters mm -hmm. that you've dumped out on the floor and you're yeah. not playing with any of them. And which mm -hmm. are much more interesting to than, me than yeah. to me, at least yeah. to us, to yeah. The, yeah. than the main plot. Sure. The cell phone thing is interesting too, because like I did kind of roll, I, I rolled my eyes at that moment because it just felt like, just like, like Sam, like you're on a secret mission, basically turn off your phone. Like it felt like, yeah, like you were vibrate. talking, yeah, at least vibrate. <laughs> like, like you were talking about like, you know, a lot of cliches you know I, I felt in this episode and that felt like one of them but specifically a cliche from like 2001 where it's basically just like oh we're still getting used to the fact that we all have cell phones in our pockets yeah go off in an opportune times. times you know like mm -hmm. yeah yeah also, it, my I, phone is steady I feel on like silent, it's, no vibrate yeah <laughs> I, I think that's like something that like a small detail that could have been updated and, and weaved in to make more sense mm -hmm. uh into like how we operate now. Um, but just to jump back a little bit, I actually felt like um, in comparison to like the prison breaks that I've seen on television and uh, movies, I felt like this one was a little too easy. Very <laughs> easy. It, it was very clean. Yeah. Like a very clean prison break. Yeah, and for somebody, um, the status of Zemo, like because of what they yeah. established in um, the Captain America Winter Soldier movie and in Civil War, it just doesn't seem like he would be, it, it would be that easy to break him out of prison. Sure. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was just- I know, was another. I was also thinking that we rewatched we re the episode today and Marsley, what you just said, I, I was thinking, I was like, if he's such a high status prisoner, wouldn't all of the security guards know what he looks like? So like, how was he able to just like, kind of like, boop, 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 like getting like, out of jail? He wore like, a hat though, right? <laughs> yeah, at least Hannibal Lecter had, had to cut a guy's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 like. Yeah, it was way too easy. Yeah. Definitely way too easy. Some things about Sharon quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely made her out to be pretty, pretty great badass. Uh, that was still cool. on the run. Mm -hmm. um, 
She's still in the run and she has set up shop in Madripoor as a art hustler uh, because all of the, a lot of the paintings that are in the museums, they say are fake and the real ones are on the black market uh, in places like Madripoor. So she's dealing with that. So it, seem, it would seem to me based on that gig she's got set up, she's set up pretty well. And that quick scene that we had with her and her driver She's probably working for Power Broker. Yeah. I think I, I'm going to say she is the Power Broker for, for all Ooh. we know. Yeah. We. Entirely mm-hmm. possible. Connected yeah. to or the very same or, you know, uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Power Broker could be like someone we've already met that is on, that we consider a good or a bad person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think I, the read the, Oh, that would be something. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I think that Sharon doesn't work as the power broker is because pretty much based off of what we know about the power broker, it seems like um, they're this very high level uh, leader who's very behind the scenes, not really getting their hands dirty. But Sharon is very much getting her hands dirty. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I feel like somebody who's that big of a of a person, especially in Madripoor, um, who runs shit, wouldn't be out like, you know, in the middle of a gunfight and just, you know, karate chop. Kaiser Soze situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is no power broker. We're all the power yeah, broker. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> I am power broker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Nagel, who is the scientist who uh, developed the serum from Isaiah disappeared in the blip, came back uh, and found that all of his experiments had been, uh, all of his projects had pretty much gone to the wayside. So then he set up shop in Madripoor, got hooked up with the power broker, who we don't know who it is. Uh, and he gets shot very quickly yeah. by, by yeah. Zemo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, once again, it's kind of one of those things that's just like, oh, Zemo, don't do that again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, you're going back to jail. No, we still need him. You're right. Yeah. We still you're, need you're him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I actually dug the uh the background story, the quick, very quick background story that they gave Nag- uh, Nagel. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you, you think about uh, uh just the different scenarios of people who were blipped and had and ended up or snapped away and, and blipped back. Uh, that five years, like if you're in the middle of a huge science project and then like <laughs> yeah. you get snapped away uh you come back and you realize like nobody really cares about it anymore but like this was something that you cared about this is something that you devoted a lot of time and energy and maybe money or whatever um into so uh you know you want i I would naturally want to you know maybe finish what i started Mm -hmm. um but finding people who value that or who still find um you know legitimacy in that could be difficult so yeah. um, I, I did like that bit and they you know they killed him yeah. off pretty fast but uh yeah. decent storytelling given the situation i thought the, the 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 thing that i thought was very funny about nagel's nagel's whole situation was so he's working for the cia he he's got a government job and he's developing a thing for the government and so you're kind of thinking like cool i i made it i'm i'm a scientist i'm developing this thing for the government you get blipped and you come back five years later, and now you realize I have Gosh. to go do my I have to go do my work now for like the shady underworld, and that's when you got to go ah crap I was evil the whole time like <laughs> like yeah. if you here for five years and when you come back you have to no longer work for the government then you're like ah crap I was doing evil shit for the government and now they kind <laughs> yeah. of figured let's not do that anymore and I got to yeah. go work for a bad guy yeah, it's like are we the baddies are, are we yeah. the baddies <laughs> which also we've got skulls on our hats <laughs> which also <laughs> Lends me to believe, uh, again, as we said earlier, the government's got some serum. <laughs> they, they, oh, absolutely. It's yeah. right under the arc in the warehouse. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's under Roosevelt on the uh, on, on Mount Rushmore. There's just bats of it. Yep. Uh, you got to reach into one of those big noses like in uh, <laughs> Double Dare. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, too, like one thing I think this show has done pretty consistently well and um, – without talking about how it originally was supposed to go i think they've done a good job of like kind of navigating the real kind of like 
real quandaries of the the coming back, you know, from the blip, basically, since, uh, you know, and, and it, WandaVision touched on it a little bit, but like the, you know, the the the, the populations of disenfranchised people and, and you know, and, and how difficult it is to work with the bank, basically, because of the blip, you know, and all that stuff. I think they're, I think they're leveraging that stuff really, really well. And yeah, I, I liked the backstory with Nagel as well, because that's, that's so... Yeah, like, you know, especially when you compare it to when you combine it with like the Captain America stuff, because it's like countries making these unilateral decisions that are quote unquote for the greater good, but they don't really seem to care about the number of people who came back from the blip, basically, except mm -hmm. in like the vaguest terms. And like, I, I think there's, you know, I'd like to see them develop it more, but like, I think they're, you know, they, they've, they've done some some stuff with that already that I, that I quite like. Yeah, I was going to say that like, um, after that explosion, after they, they killed Nagel and, um, you know the place blew up i thought zemo definitely was going to be out oh, i thought that was, absolutely yeah. he puts the mask Which on and everything. more interesting like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 that's why that where did he get like, that car it, of like lokiness like that i was expecting i thought he was going to be out and you know you know he just stabbed everybody in the back again just like you know when we were always set up to or not us but like you know thor is always set up to like mm. you know i'm trusting you this one last time loki uh, and then he just like, yeah, I, I'm gonna keep fucking what I you do. over. It's, it's what I thing. do. Yeah, and I just thought Zemo was gonna, you know, just this was a perfect opportunity to for him to be out on the run, but he pulled up in a fancy car. Well, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, the whole plot line is reminding me a lot of, um, <clears throat> I think it was X Men: Days of Future Past, where there's a whole thing where they break Magneto out of prison, and it's like mm -hmm. now Magneto, like you know, don't. Um, and then the minute, basically, the minute something goes wrong, Magneto's basically just like, I'm out of here. And so I got to give Zemo credit just be like no I'll stick around for a little bit longer like okay like you didn't even need to do that so like I wonder what what, what angle are you playing here we pretty much hit everything within this uh, storyline other than AO uh, I mean we talked a little bit about uh, AO popping up there and like when I first saw that I was like that looks very much like a Kamoyo bead but I was like <laughs> that's in a different universe but it's definitely not uh, my, that's the way my brain was thinking but then I was like there's no way that they would do that it doesn't make sense in the story but you know I, I actually enjoyed the reveal because mm -hmm. of course once Wakanda hears that Zemo is out especially I don't know if they know like how he got out but you know apparently yeah. they know he's out and there were people recording um yep. winter soldier in that bar so like mm -hmm. if they you know imagine being like somebody from wakanda and you see uh this dude who you guys like <clears throat> ended up harboring and and helping for however long like apparently helping the dude who killed your king um yeah, yeah. so like I'm, I'm really curious to see how that uh that conflict is um is presented and just like what role wakanda Mm -hmm. uh, is going to play in this story. Yeah, I'm the the thing I'm most interested in seeing now that they're tying uh, Wakanda in is will we get any indication of T'Challa's status? I'm wondering about this in too. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Yeah, now. yeah. I don't even know if Marvel's ready to like. I know Marvel has said. Um, I, I think they've said that like, no, we won't be like recasting. This is, we are going to handle this in universe. Um, and there will be a new Black Panther uh, when Black Panther 2 comes out. But I don't know if they've made the decisions as to like what that looks like in the universe right now. So right. I don't know if they're just going to like kind of not address it. And it's just like, I've been sent here by, you know, I've been sent here as an emissary to to kill uh, Nemo, Nemo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kill yeah. little Nemo. So we get the Finding Nemo crossover. Oh, that one. Sorry, that Nemo. Um, but I'm quick, super curious I, I about think, that. You know, just like a quick detail. I I didn't hear anything specifically saying that they're gonna make somebody else the Black Panther in the in the next movie. I did read and hear that um, they're gonna explore other parts of Wakanda and that mm -hmm. they're um, mm -hmm. that certain characters are gonna be elevated and like assuming sherry was one of sure. the characters that they were insinuating mm -hmm. um, so cool. but i don't know if they necessarily made uh, an announcement or a commitment oh, okay somebody else i just heard they didn't I, I i i think i firmly heard them say we are not recasting yeah yes. they did like yeah, there will not right. be another think, actor playing t'challa i think that's yeah. that's good, good. Yeah, yeah i would that's i have strong feelings about it and and but i i, I strongly feel like it should be recasted but you know yeah. That that they yep. should that they should recast T'Challa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. I see, yeah, 
I think I think T'Challa as a character. Um, here I am going into it, but yeah, we don't have to don't spend do it. Too much time. Yeah. But I think just T'Challa as a character is too important, and I know just being a black dude seeing finally getting t'challa yes yeah. 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 yeah like mm-hmm. to just lose him after his first solo movie just kind yeah. of that kind yeah. of sucks and um i definitely don't want to see t'challa die again because mm-hmm. like you know you we saw his character die already um we had to witness chadwick die um yeah yeah i just feel like there's there's better ways to kind of keep the story moving and also like i want to see storm and i want to see t'challa get together yeah <laughs> that was wild oh man that would be that would be incredible yeah my every fanboy molecule in my body would explode <laughs> yeah all right then let's hit the uh the winners and the losers and then and get out of here uh let's start with the losers katie uh loser uh me because <laughs> i didn't like this episode very much and I yeah. had to watch it twice. That was very that was very noble of you to fall on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rob, loser. Real quick, before we do before I do my loser, can I do my where Stan Lee would have shown up? Yes. In this, oh, yeah. We haven't yeah. done one of those in a while. Yeah. But and, and I, I had a very right? strong one. I had a very strong one in this episode. Uh, he would have been at the bar in Madripoor. Yeah. And <laughs> after he cut the snake open to serve him uh, the drink, he would have said, <laughs> he would have been like, they told me they didn't have snakes. <laughs> um, yep. But anyway, uh, my loser is probably the bartender in Madripoor. It's like, dude's just trying to do his job. He's not getting tipped for any of that yeah. that they ordered and drank because, like, you know, nobody hands you a check after you just dislocated somebody's shoulder in, in a bar where there's probably like a half dozen dislocated shoulders in evening. I, I, that guy's just, he's, he's, if I'm him, I'm going, I got to go to night school. I got to get my, I got to get my, uh, I got to, I got to get my C++ certification. Mm-hmm. Michael. Poor uh, assistant director who had to work on that, uh, that nightclub scene in Madripoor, basically, because it's one of those, like, we were talking theories before about how, like, stuff definitely got cut out. And that's one of the weirdest editing things, because, like, it's definitely, like, it, it's it's a scene that must have cost a lot of money to make. There's a lot of extras, basically, and all that kind of stuff. And, like, it's a scene that, like, kind of doesn't really do anything that much. And it's just this weird kind of just, like, okay, we got Zemo dancing, but, uh, okay. You know, like, that, that was that, that, that was the thing. And just to, you know, I, I, it's, 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 it's one of those things that just kind of stuck out a little bit to me. I'm going to say um, Mama Danya or whoever she was. Yeah. Um, I feel like she was supposed to probably get a much bigger role. Um, yeah. She's like an established actress. Uh, so like they, I'm sure that they didn't mean for her to have zero words or zero dialogue um, before her character died off. But I'll say her uh, because her dying didn't make me care about the Flag Smashers anymore. And it kind of mm-hmm. just feels like a, like a throwaway. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going with Nagel, the scientist who disappeared, reappeared, picked up where he left off, and then died unceremoniously at the hands of uh, Zemo within, within the episode. Uh, let's go to, to winners. Uh, let's start going backwards. Marsley. I'll say Sharon Carter. Cause yeah, for sure. she, she, I, I feel like in this iteration, um, she's probably the most important that we, you know, I guess, and then she's been presented before. Um, I think she she definitely is living large over there, uh, <laughs> even as you know, even being a fugitive and all that stuff. Um, it seems like things haven't been perfect for her, but uh, she still seems she seems very badass. She's rich, so I'm, I'm gonna yeah. say Sharon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michael. Uh, well, Marsley stole mine. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I yeah, I was totally gonna go with Sharon as well because like she's always been a character that you know. Has shown up in uh, the, the couple other movies and just like yeah she's fine and she's a legacy character so i totally get it basically but now we're in like dark sharon or at least like morally gray sharon and i'm just like oh this is much more interesting and you know like the i i, I thought her action sequences were really well done probably my favorite stuff in the whole episode so uh I, I i hate to echo but no i'm gonna say sharon as well uh my winner is the old uh nazi butler on the plane <laughs> um he had a really great day uh 
he, he just like a vampire is familiar who's finally getting turned at the age of 87 his his master has returned for him to give him a gross little bottle of champagne yeah warm gross rob sharon carter <laughs> sharon did i do it again yes mm-hmm. no it's you're yes, right. it's sharon okay because i think i think she's just a bigger deal than we're than we know so far for me, my winner is uh, well. I agree with Sharon Carter. I think she is the main winner of the of the show. Everybody else is kind of losing, uh, including the art museums, apparently. Um, so my winner is the underground art market. Uh, they got the real stuff. <laughs> they got the real stuff. <laughs> uh, so yeah. All right. So that is uh, that's it then. Uh, we're back next week. We are, we are halfway through this series yeah three episodes left let's see if if things uh things pick up and turn around for i think it will everyone Um, yeah and and i would i i I just gotta say like i do like this show i like the show very much absolutely very it's very good and i think (laughs) 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 i just think i I think it's still for me it's it's an above average uh, tv show sure yeah and i yeah i think that yeah there's just some things that yeah, are just a little in- incomplete or a little off. Yeah. Yeah. This episode uh, of this podcast felt very uh, Dom Irera. I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> the entire episode. Oh, I hate yeah. this show. I hate what they're doing. They're cutting storylines. I don't mean that in a bad way the whole time. Uh, all right. Thank you, Marceline. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Rob. Uh, thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 I'm coming home, baby. I'm on home. Coming home, baby, now. You know I'm waiting here for you. I'm coming home now real soon. You've been gone. Coming home, baby, now. You don't know what I'm going through. I'm coming home. I know I'm overdue. Since you went away. Expect me any day now real soon. I'm coming home. I'm on home. Coming home, baby, now. You know I'm praying every night. And everything is gonna be fine.